0: Welcome to The Socialist. Ho, ho, ho. This is your host, Keegan Call, jolly as ever as we head into this Christmas season. And we have our regular, Mr. Hunter Ells. How's it going? Doing really well. Really excited to talk about it tonight. And we have exciting news. We have a guest with us today, our first guest, Mr. Patrick Coleman. Will you introduce yourself, Patrick? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh yeah, like you just said, I am Patrick Holman and I am the founder and managing editor of Salt Lake Film Review. So you might be wondering why did we bring a film critic on today? Well, we're talking about the top ten Christmas movies of all time. As many of you know, Christmas movies are huge favorites of critics. They always do well on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Always critically acclaimed, so... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, uh, we're in the jolly spirit. Uh, For most of this month, you're going to be seeing a lot of holiday themes, Christmas themes. Uh, We're excited about it. Christmas movies, I think, are a natural list for everyone to bring up. Is that fair to say, guys? Yeah, I think it's a really great, fun topic. I mean, you know, you have these different channels that are, they're playing some of the most popular or the most well-known Christmas movies. And so it's fun to be able to kind of talk and discuss which ones we think are best and why and and why we put them in different places versus others. So I think it'll be really fun and uh, a great time to discuss that. Yeah, I think it's just natural when the holidays begin, it's like... Okay, I got to watch this Christmas movie. I got to watch this one. I got to watch this one. You kind of have like your list, you, you know, your regulars that you're going to watch. You and even even for me, I have like this even real uh, ritualistic view on, which we'll uh, end up sharing with my number one movie, that every year, Christmas Eve, I watch it. I always watch it. And I've done this for a decade and a half, and I'll probably continue doing it. <laughs> And we, really, it's just a great way to bring family and friends together. Um, watching movies, enjoying Christmas, getting into that spirit. It's an easy, quick, and cheap way um, to set the mood. Love it. I agree. Well, uh, man, even s- with that, I'm, I'm so excited to have Patrick on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I can already get a sense of that. What he's going to be able to bring to the table today, I think it'll be really fun. fun. We have an expert witness, I mean an expert guest with us. We're excited. Thanks again for being with us, Patrick. Uh we're gonna go ahead and cue the music of Wesley Brown. Let's hear that techno. The Socialists Ah, uh, nothing s- screams Christmas like techno. Gets me every time. I know. I, you know, sometimes I just listen to our pod just to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, it's very simple. Our format today is top ten. So as you, if you listen to our NBA top ten of all time, we're gonna start at ten and work our way down. We're gonna make our points uh we're gonna attack each other's points too no i know it's not very holiday spirit actually it is i'm gonna be a bit of a grinch today you better <laughs> believe it so uh no hard feelings and uh also uh i do have to say i love please subscribe uh we appreciate everyone that has been listening to us by the way so let's go ahead and get started uh hunter you think we should let our guests start I would I would love to be able to to hear Patrick start it. Patrick, what is your number 10 Christmas movie? Yes. Uh, so number 10 for me uh full disclosure this movie uh, has not aged well. And, uh, <laughs> and by aged well, are we talking about like the woke culture culture? No. If if you if you spend about 5 minutes watching it, um, you'll realize that it's just uh, outdated as a film. Uh, mm. Special effects aren't great. Uh, really, just the filming itself. Um, and it came out 20 years ago. It's called Twas the Night. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. I've never seen it. Yeah, so it is a uh, Disney uh, Channel original movie. Um, and it stars Brian Cranston as Uncle Nick, uh, who. Uh, really uh, is a con man. He's set in his ways and on Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas, he visits his family um, and cons his way through Christmas uh, by taking on the role of Santa Claus uh, which how he does it, why that happens remains to be seen Uh, but uh, throughout it all he has some important life lessons to learn about his family and about the responsibility he has uh, to his family during the holiday. Um, and although it hasn't aged 12 at all, again, it really hasn't. <laughs> uh, it's still one of those classic films for me that regularly played on television as a kid. I watched it, um, and it was just one of those ways that marks the season. And who knew? Uh, I was a brand. Franklin fan long before uh, Breaking Bad. I was about to <laughs> say, is that Mr. Walter White? Very <laughs> same. That's amazing. I so I have flashes of seeing that movie, but I haven't seen it since. Like I think I've seen it once, and that's it. So I don't even know if I have a lot to to say about it. And I can remember, but I do remember he was a con man, and I thought that was a funny. Background and how he's like trying to con his way through Christmas, where we think of it as a season of giving. I thought that contrast was really funny as a kid, um, but it might be time to go back and take a look at it. I'm definitely gonna watch it now. Yeah, I, you have to go into it with an open mind um, <laughs> the mind of a, a six or seven year old who really doesn't understand what a good movie is. Uh, but it works, it holds up for nostalgia, but not much else. The only thing going through my mind is breaking bad quotes I could use for twas the night. (laughs) Say my name. You're Santa
1: Claus.
0: (laughs) That's super funny. I'm here every Friday, guys. Yeah, you are. um, Well, I don't don't have much to provide on that one. Um, Maybe it shouldn't be top 10 because I've never seen it because I'm a big Christmas movie guy. So there's my there's my counter right there. Was that a little rough to start off on our guests? <laughs> nah. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I'm probably going to have a few of those movies on, that, on this list. Uh, I can think of a couple right now, that maybe you're saying, maybe you haven't. And maybe, quite honestly, you probably haven't even heard of. It. Love it. I think our audience will be excited to hear of different Christmas movies to listen to. Because I think we all have the same 15 we watch every year. Yeah. And not be as, as mainstream. I think that'll be, that'll be super fun. So I'm excited to hear those. So um, for my number 10, to kind of jump into it, I put the Grinch, I put Jim Carrey's version of the Grinch. So like the live action uh, at my number 10. Um, obviously I think the story is really awesome. I think it's fun to have a Grinch. It's the first live action Dr. Seuss movie to ever happen. And so that was a really big deal. And I thought Jim Carrey did a phenomenal job with portraying the Grinch. And as a side note, when I was a little kid, I thought the the little Who girl was just so cute. Totally had a little bit of a crush there, which is hilarious, thinking back on that. That's a great pick. I have that later in my list. That's fair. Uh, Little uh, pro tip for everyone. Sometimes you watch Christmas movies as a kid, and they're like cute and funny, but... I recommend everyone to watch Christmas movies with subtitles. For example, the Grinch movie with subtitles. <laughs> you really start to realize how clever some of the humor and comments are. It's very, very, very funny. And I, I just thought like also just from like uh, the review, I mean, the the dressing, the, the makeup was just so superbly done. Um, even just the uh, like the eight year old um, kid that played the young Grinch. I thought it was just super fun to to also watch as well. So, yeah, I have it. I have it on my on my list at number ten. Jim Carrey's perfect for that role too. Yes, he is. he is. You'll find that as a theme of my list. Stars carry these movies. Mm. So, yeah, and I really appreciate that you did specify which Grinch we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the newer Grinch. I have pretty, uh, pretty Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, that one. Uh personally I'm not a fan. Uh but I, yeah, Jim Carrey is uh, pretty perfect. And when I think of the Grinch, I always think of that classroom scene where uh the child yeah. just flips out. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really like this one. Um yeah, I uh often speak about the lessons from there and and i i kind of like you'll probably notice in some of these stories why i put some on the list is i really like themes and so these themes of change or themes of believing or themes these different things like that i really hold at high value because i feel like they teach the lessons that are in essence of christmas so you'll probably see some of that i like it for my number 10 I have a chick flick, a romantic comedy, a guilty pleasure. (laughs) It's called The Holiday. So hear me out. Let me list the four main cast members, and y'all are going to be hooked. (laughs) Jude Law. By the way, man crush, Jude Law. It's a good man crush. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Kate Winslet. And Jack Black. That's my main crush. <laughs> I mean, you just hear those four names. You're like, I'm in. I don't care how bad the movie is. I'm in. Uh, the holiday. I don't even know really the premise. It's so silly. But uh, basically, uh, Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet's character. One lives in like England and the other one lives in California. And basically, they both have heartbreaks and they switch locations. During Christmas, to, from where they're going to live. Basically, they're taking vacations. And just like any romantic comedy, they fall in love with people that they meet in their new locations. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, can we do spoilers here? Mm. For a 14, uh, 15 movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of predictable, these love movies, but...
1: Uh-huh. I don't know,
0: I just love it. It's just a feel-good moment. Uh, you know, any movie Jude Law's in, I'm taking notes of like how I should dress. I'm like, (laughs) okay. Yes. I love it. Scarf looks good. Uh, you know, the other two girls aren't ugly either. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 49%. Uh, it made 205 million. Yeah, I did a little homework.
1: Uh $85 so yeah, eighty-five
0: million for for two thousand six. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's one of the higher ones. They spent eighty-five million. Okay, that's their budget. So they made money. They did. <laughs> they they were in the green. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good feel-good movie. You know, your wife, partner, spouse, girlfriend, best friend. You know, they want a good feel-good movie to sit down to for. You know, like a date night. Yeah, check it out. I think you'd enjoy it. I yeah, always, I'll have, I like it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I so I didn't put movies because there's some movies I feel like they happen during a Christmas time, but they're not Christmas movies. So, like for example, like I will not put Die Hard as a Christmas movie on my list, even though it happened during Christmas. <laughs> so that's for me, like. For movies like The Holiday um, or Die Hard or like Gremlins, I didn't put on mine because they happened during Christmas, but they weren't like Christmas movies. So just that'll be good for me and for everyone to know moving forward, especially with my list. i stayed pretty close to like, this is a Christmas movie. That's fair. Patrick, well, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, number one, I think we all know that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Uh, might offend some people with that one, but. You would? Uh, you type two, in. I, yeah, I don't Christmas want to say movie. too much about this because uh, this movie, Keegan, is higher up on my list. The Holiday. Okay. Please, Let's go. It's cool. Welcome to the Socialist, Patrick. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Patrick's trying to take my spot. <laughs> That's great. Well, Patrick, can you show tell us your number nine? Yes, I can. My number nine is Last Holiday. Uh, so Last Holiday stars uh, none other than Queen Latifah. And she is a woman who has received a terminally ill diagnosis uh, with only a few weeks to live. And this takes place during the Christmas season and carries over into uh, the new year. Um, But because of her diagnosis and those few weeks left to live, she makes the rational, reasonable, and uh, obvious decision. She spends all of her life savings and goes to Europe. Um, So while Queen Latifah is in Europe, uh, she learns a few important life lessons. She's able to focus on her interactions with others, how she's treated, how she treats others. Um, and uh, really what the purpose of living is. Um, And to kind of go off a point that was just said a couple of minutes ago, this is definitely a movie that, while it's not Christmas-specific, it takes place during the holiday. Um, But as we'll see with a couple of movies on my list, uh, even though it's not specific to Christmas and takes place during the season, It does focus on some of those uh, values and ideals, I think, that we all associate Christmas with. And Queen Latifah. I mean, she's great in this. You also have LL Cool J in there. It's another Mm -hmm. great reason to watch Mm -hmm. it. I'm an uncultured swine. I haven't seen that either. (laughs) I feel like I have, once again, this is kind of going on with the, uh, Twas the Night Lab. I have these vague memories of watching it. Like, I think my like parents put it on. Um, it came out in '06, so I was 10, 11, 12. And so when it probably came out, like, on the TV, for example. Um, and I just don't totally remember. So this is another one uh, on my list. That I'll need to check out this holiday season. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those movies where you're flipping the channels on cable TV and it's on fx or fx movies or something yeah uh, three times a day uh during december but i mean who has cable anymore so we're not really yeah our channels anymore youtube back, tv so. you can sponsor us by the way <laughs> make it happen That's awesome so for me with my number nine i have christmas with the Cranks
1: nice on
0: my list yeah yeah uh, I, I i love that movie um tim allen and jamie lee curtis uh i liked her more in halloween but i really liked this movie i thought it was really fun that you you have this i mean the overarching theme is obviously amazing but it was funny to to have them they were like man christmas is commercialized it's so expensive what do we just spent that money 'Cause our daughter's gonna be away on a Caribbean cruise. And the like HOA people are trying to keep them back. There's like another reason why I hate HOAs. And I thought that was a funny way of showing HOAs. Um and having the the big thing the daughter comes back. Um one of their neighbors has once again this is swellos, but one of the one of their neighbors has a terminal illness as well. And out of the goodness of Luther, who Tim Allen plays. Gives the Caribbean cruise to them as as like a I don't want to say olive branch, but just like this this really nice generous gift, and that they're really humbled by. So I really like that lesson and ex you know giving things that would be hard to give and, and giving that sacrifice. So love of the movie, lots of hilarious moments, so so funny. I think that the tanning bed scenes hilarious. Or the, I guess <laughs> the tanning the tanning session is super funny. <laughs> it's a great movie. I I completely agree with that I'll bring that up in a little bit here too as well. Uh again, we're going to talk on the star point, you know, Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, sign me up. Mhm. But uh my number 9 is 19 from 1996 and it's Jingle All the Way. Arnold. <laughs> if you didn't guess, Arnold Schwarzenegger a, <laughs> is the star. It was a really bad, bad, bad impression. No, I, I think that's what he sounds like. I think Jim Gafkin said, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonators sound better at hit Arnold Schwarzenegger's own voice.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Jingle All the Way, great movie. Uh,. Basically, the premise is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Uh, his son wants him to get a Turbo Man doll. Uh, he asks him to get it. It's Christmas Eve and he still hasn't gotten it. He's basically running all over town trying to find a Turbo Man doll. And he can't find it anywhere. So it's just kind of this fun movie where he's just going all over town, handling all these like you know, difficulties, uh, challenges. It's just hilarious. I love it. Uh, there's just a lot of great quotes from it. Like, where's your Christmas spirit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an absolutely amazing movie. And I think another big part of the premise that you, you forgot about, Keegan, is that this dad, because of his work and being busy, always came up short for his family, yes. and especially for his son. And so you, that's illustrated in he, there's this, like, he would show up late to recitals. Um, he, 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 they would like, and ended up not happening again. Um, amongst these, all the things, they're like, dad, you always do this. And so this is kind of this really him trying. And and a lot of those problems come up because he pushed off getting this favorite doll for his kid. And then just being able to prove like, hey, I really do love you. I'm sorry that I'm coming up short. I'm going to do all I can to be better. And I, I really like that, that lesson. Apparently the critics didn't. They gave it 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> What do they know? No, I'm just kidding, Patrick. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually disagree with the critics on this one. Love uh, it. Uh, Jingle All the Way is a great, great Christmas movie. And it came at a time when Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, after Terminator and all these movies, was still riding that high. I mean, what's another movie we remember? Kindergarten Cop? I mean, another classic. Um, and he's really... Somehow, this big, hulking man really works well with kids, and it, it makes for a fun time. And yeah. it really deals with that theme. You know, when we talk about Christmas, we think about all the good stuff, spending time with family. But also, families and family members are not perfect, and we, we definitely see that at play with uh, with this pick. Not in my top ten, maybe a top fifteen, but I think it's solid. Yeah, I think another point just before you, you go ahead, Keegan. Um, I, I love how they play a joke on the commercialization of Christmas and how he's going on this like Black Friday to get the, the turbo man and people are getting tased and they're fighting karate against these older women and they're, they're like playing tug of war with it and, if, you know, for, in pursuit of trying to get this, um, this doll and, and ends up, uh, doesn't he go and try and get like a black market one? Yes, that's part that's... of it as well. Another <laughs> hilarious, hilarious part, and it ends up actually becoming Turbo Man. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I think that was that was such a fun part. Like, not only did he deliver Turbo Man, but he showed it sound like, "Hey, I'm, I'm Turbo Man," and I thought that was that was amazing. I hope we get a complaint of someone being like, "Why did you spoil the movie?" <laughs> 1996, we spoiled it. Better believe better. it. You better believe it. I think it's fun to put stars like Arnold Schwarzenegger in kind of a kids movie setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of see that with like The Rock going in like mm-hmm. The Game Plan or The Tooth Fairy yep. or like Vin Diesel and The Pacifier. John Cena. Yeah, John Cena and he was in some movie recently. Uh, but Fighting with Fire, I think it's called. Yeah. It's just, it's just a fun element to see, you know, kind of these like, you know, Guys that eat nails for breakfast every morning into more of a kids movie, but uh, yeah, I love it at nine. Uh, Patrick, what do you got at eight? Yep. So number eight, I have the holiday. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I mean, you did a lot, a lot of the talking for me, so thank you, Keegan. Uh, but uh, really just to echo some of what you said. Uh, all star cast, big cast, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law and Jack Black. Who doesn't love Jack Black? Um, really, they're discovering who they are and focusing on these two women in particular, Cameron Diaz and uh, Kate Winslet's characters. Figuring out who they are, where they're at in their lives, what are their relationships, what do those relationships mean to them? And again, you know, this is, is it Christmas specific? No. They're not writing in sleighs down a Christmas tree uh, trying to get some toy but, again they really focus on those experiences and the qualities of who they are as people and how to be better people hopefully by the end of it You know, you and Hunter are very good at the whole greater message and (laughs) ooshy-gooshy stuff (laughs) for these movies I'm like, yeah, it's about a guy who chases a (laughs) toy and you know, they fight. Yeah. And then you two are like, he sees the greater picture of life. <laughs> and he sees why the Christmas spirit is so important. I, get, I totally gave a disclaimer that that's why I rank certain ones. That's why I love these movies. No, it's great. I'm actually, yeah, so. I know I'm teasing you, but I actually like that you bring that up. You're good. You're so. good. Yeah, great pick of The Holiday. I'll have to make sure to watch that. I don't know if I've seen that one. It seemed like a foofy chick flick. It is. Which I don't have against foofy chick flicks. Because there's other ones that I really like. Um, But this is just one that... I mean, there's obviously so many. There's some that are going to pass over. This was one of them for me. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Even though it is a big cast, my impression over the years and watching this movie, it doesn't seem to be... You know, while it was obviously successful, as we know, it's not one of those movies that's immediately available for people to watch although I think mm. it's on Netflix or somewhere right now uh, but still a lot of people just haven't seen it so I think it's perfectly makes sense and I don't know maybe it will be on your top 10 in the future yeah for sure let's see it's on Netflix I just I just checked so uh, I'll have to put that on there that's why we don't have a producer we got a guy like Hunter <laughs> busted out Just type it in there. Well, uh, Hunter, what's your eight? My number eight is Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and Ferris Bueller. Um, Inspector Gadget? (laughs) Inspector Gadget? I forgot that he was Inspector Gadget, actually. That's so funny. Uh, I love this movie. I thought it was a really fun comedy. What I really like the dynamic of is that Danny DeVito isn't trying to try. He's just being who he is. but. Uh, Matthew Broderick is trying to compete with Danny DeVito. And I thought that was so funny. It was like a secret, like subliminal messaging and communications. I thought it was super funny. The families got along really well, but he he had this enmity towards Danny DeVito. Um and he was still being nice. Like I, I think one of the funniest scenes is when they tried to save Ferris Bueller from hypothermia, and he's just in the back of this car. <laughs> But naked with Danny DeVito to try and warm him up as they're trying to take him to the hospital. I think, oh, I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Can we just say this is a sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That is so interesting. That would be like... Good fan theory. That's some some hand cannon. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Hunter Roybal shaking his head. (laughs) I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's an amazing movie. So... I really like Deck the Halls a lot. I thought it's a fun film. It's not my top 10, but I'm not mad at you putting it in your top 10. Mm -hmm. If I had a top 12, I think it might make it. Fair. But yeah, I love Christian Chenoweth. Is she the, uh, is that Danny DeVito's wife? That's like the, she's like the trophy wife. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's probably not a PC chart, but that's what. I mean, I already, sorry, Um, I already called Cameron Diaz not ugly, so.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the,
0: well and i just love the idea too that throughout this whole competition the idea that you can see your house from space because it's so bright yeah it is absolutely ridiculous and uh again not in my top 10 but definitely a top 15 for sure and i i think another thing that i liked about this movie too i moved a lot growing up And so you had Matthew Broderick, and like, he's the Christmas guy. Like, undisputed in the neighborhood, he's like the guy. And Danny Vito comes in just being himself. He doesn't know some of these social environments. And I thought it led to a lot of fun dynamics as he's trying to keep his title as the Christmas guy, but Danny DeVito's coming in and just being him. Man, this is going to be keek and unfiltered, but actually the funniest scene in the whole movie is kind of crude, but basically... They had this moment where they connect where they see these girls dancing for a oh. for a Christmas concert and they're like, Hey, who's your daddy? And then the girls turn around and they realize it's their daughters dancing. It's their daughters. <laughs> and then they run to the church and like wash their eyes with holy water. It's just <laughs> I just die laughing every time. That one's a really funny scene. I forgot about that one. Yeah, you might convince me to put it in my top ten
1: now.
0: <laughs> yeah, put the number ten. I'd be fine with that. So uh any, anything else to add before I go to mine? No, let's hear yours. Number eight, I have as Fred Claus. Who? Fred Claus. <laughs> do you not know Fred Claus? I. So I'm trying to remember. All right. So it's Vince Vaughn as do Santa Claus's brother, that? Paul Motti as Santa Claus, and uh, Rachel Weisz as uh, Vince Vaughn's uh, girlfriend. Oh. Cool. So, okay. Basically, the premise. One. By the way, I think it's a clever premise. I think that's fun when it's not just your typical Santa Claus movie. This movie is about Santa Claus's brother, Fred Claus. Uh, basically, he's jealous of Santa Claus because you know he's Santa Claus. He has the shadow over him his whole life, and it's really about Fred Claus coming to here. I'll go into like more nice, you know, feel good plot uh he comes to find you know the benefit of his brother and it's just a heartwarming movie where they come together and they become close brothers and realize they love each other and it's hilarious and it, honestly you know if you know vince vaughn he's a great comedian paul giamatti kind of similar to deck the halls they're kind of going at each other the whole movie mm-hmm. uh super funny i just a lot of great moments in the movie Uh, very rewatchable. I watch it every Christmas time. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's an Mm alright. Okay. I I feel like it's alright too. But, I think Uh, I've watched it twice. Well, the critics love it. They gave it 21%, which is 4% better than Jingle all the way. The, pe- the people loved it by having it make ninety-seven million dollars against a hundred million dollar budget. It's almost like every year there was like going to be a good Christmas movie come out with some big stars, and that's kind of gone away now. Yeah, it's like oh, Vince Vaughn, Paul J. sweet. That's kind of the Christmas movie for two thousand seven. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't really see it now, but uh, Kevin Spacey's in it. I know that hasn't aged well not aged well yeah he's kind of the bad guy so which he's really good at yeah vince vaughn i think uh this was one of those movies for vince vaughn uh i'll say his name again vince vaughn i'm not the biggest fan of uh, but this was one of those movies especially for when this came out where he was really Churning out a lot of other movies and just in project after project, and for him alone, I just don't know if that quality's there. To be honest, I'm sorry. Wow, I respectfully disagree. I think it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to be respectful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so well, funny. that's all I have to say on that one. Like they hate it. Maybe the rest of you like it. Patrick, what's your number 7? My number 7 is Christmas with the Cranks. Great great uh, choice. I'm just going to jump in too and say that's my number 7 too. No way. I'm going to I'll fine, I'll change mine to 7 yes. from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. I think it's uh it's for being a non-traditional In a way, Christmas movie, you know, you're not exactly, you know, you don't have Santa Claus, you don't, uh, you don't have elves and all these things that we associate with Christmas movies. You're, you're in a simple neighborhood, a nice neighborhood, celebrating a holiday, you have family dynamics, you have dynamics with your neighbors. And the movie is a little
1: bit irreverent.
0: It has jokes, there's humor. Uh, They're up to all these different antics. Uh, in games with trying to get to their uh, <laughs> tropical cruise for Christmas while all of their neighbors are trying to stop them and get that snowman on top of the roof uh, which is one of my favorite scenes in addition to the canning bed scene
1: Free Frosty!
0: Free Frosty! Free, exactly, frosty. <laughs> free frosty! Frosty is somewhere in the basement gotta go find it and you know, you know what happens sure. <laughs> Tim Allen's—he's kind of the king of Christmas movies, right? He's in four of them. He—he's been around. Is, yeah. yeah, he's dealt. He—he's been around on the holiday scene. Uh, critics loved it. Five percent. How does that <laughs> get five percent? By the way, is that—that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like, I get it. It's not like a critically acclaimed movie, but it's funny. How do you how do you watch it and say, "Nah, it's horrible." <laughs> I know it was that low? Wow. Wow, that's really surprising. Uh, Fun fact, it's based on a book. There's one point I'll make about it. Uh, I think you guys already pretty much hit on the good points on it. Uh, I also like that random guy that no one knows at the party. I forgot, what is his name? And then I guess he turns out to be like a Santa Claus figure at the end. That part's kind of weird, but. Just a lot of fun moments. Uh, It's a great family one. Uh, there's a very heartwarming moment in the end too. Like, honestly, it kind of, my heart melts a little bit and grows three times larger. Oh, Which is a good reference. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, basically, you know, his daughter's back with her fiance and basically he gives up their cruise tickets to their neighbor uh, and his wife because she's really sick. Uh, and he doesn't really like his neighbor. And so it's just this nice heartwarming message and i'll be honest it gets me i like it yeah it's a great movie it's a super great movie so um my number seven i have a charlie brown christmas at my number seven sorry (laughs) i i really love that movie i really really love that movie um obviously the big theme is you have charlie brown and He's kind of feeling dejected about the commercial is, you know, the commercialism of Christmas. Um, another you know, one of those stories. This came out in the sixties. So that's, I think that's really interesting. And, uh, it's trying to get the real sense of Christmas and everyone comes to, together to do a big kumbaya. They, they hum, hark the herald angels sing, which is one of my favorite Christmas, uh, hymns of all time. And, uh, it is good. Uh, gave a lot of, you know, the end of, of this, uh, it kind of revolves around this tree, this little sapling that he has. And, uh, uh, I, I really love that short, simple story. I think it it gives some amazing lessons. So I have it on the list, but there's, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> I could go the rest of my life and never watch it and be okay. That's fair. Super fair. That, that sounds mean. That sounds mean, but yeah, I mean, you're kind of like pre-grinch instead of like post-grinch, you know? He, yeah, by the end of this, I'll be, like, a changed man. Like, have you noticed, like, my narratives are starting to warm up to more, like, you know, thoughtful stuff? So, and, uh, not only are you guys listening to a podcast, you're watching a changed man <laughs> over the space of 60 minutes. You love that. So, I, I love that one. I have it on my, um, on my seventh spot. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with Keegan. Uh. I've seen it enough times as a kid, but I'm good. <laughs> so fair, so fair. Way to take it like a champion, though. Oh, I can, I can take it. I can take it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add about it? Um. Yeah. I mean, if it's not going to get any other love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think it's really good. I really like it. I think it's a really nice short movie and, and has some great themes and it's, it's it's those beloved you know charlie brown characters and i think i thought it was a fun showing of uh of that christmas idea maybe i'll rewatch it maybe it'll change my mind maybe it'll, it'll make your heart grow a couple couple sizes yes and that seemed to be the thing <laughs> <laughs> well uh mr holman can you give us your number six i can uh my number six is the Polar Express, hmm, starring Tom Hanks ten times <laughs> right. give or take the yeah the polar express uh and I think uh for me, this is going to start to set a trend for some of the following movies that I have, or at least for a few of them uh, the animation uh. I love the animation. It's hyper-realistic. The soundtrack is strong. The visual depiction of the North Pole and Santa Claus when you get to the end uh, is just on such a great and grand scale. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, And really, just the adventures along the way. Being on the train, what happens? Being on top of the train, everything with the ticket, Tom Hanks being everywhere for some reason. It, it 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 all works. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. When they were meeting about the movie, they're like, how can we make a ten page child <laughs> children's book into an hour and a half, two hour movie? Oh, and they smacked it out of the park. I don't mind the Polar Express. Uh it's not in my top ten. Uh but I enjoy it. Uh I have some family members that actually just hate it. Um, <clears throat> my wife. I know she's going to listen, so. What? I'm calling you why? out. Why does she hate it? My parents so hate drunk. it, too. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Like, my brother and I were watching the Polar Express, and like, why are you watching this movie? It's just creepy. Like, the <coughs> the homeless guy? It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Is it because of that an annoying kid with the glasses on the screen? All right, where, where, where my ticket? Why don't you get this? Oh <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> That, that one that would be my only complaint <laughs> about that movie get rid of that kid get rid of the kid there's just one awkward line of dialogue I always remember oh uh, and I don't remember the names of the characters, but he's talking to the female character that he's friends with and she's like pausing and she's like absolutely <laughs> I was like that was awkward it was a dramatic pause for effect. I, I, it got my attention. Yeah, it did. Just watch it and you'll know what I'm talking about. And Everyone <laughs> will laugh now when they see that scene. So. We'll think of you. Hey, you can think of what you want. Um, that's all I got on that one. Hunter, uh, what's your number six? Number six, I have a Christmas carol. Uh, a Christmas carol, sorry. I totally said are there. That doesn't count now. The Jim Carrey version, the animated one. Okay. So I obviously I like the story of A Christmas Carol. So you could probably put for me, you could put any A Christmas Carol into that spot. Personally, I liked the animated version. I think Jim Carrey did amazing as Scrooge. Um, as as well as I thought they could do more because it was animated as opposed to using real life people. And so that's why I really like the Christmas Carol, the animated version one. As far as critically acclaimed stories go, it might be the best Christmas overall, for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have it as six as well. Oh, really? Wow. So, uh, I mean, I'm cheating. I just kind of said, I did pick the Jim Carrey version, but I mean, there's several adaptions that are interesting, too. Like, there's Scrooge. Have You seen that one? Uh, I think it's a great story. Uh, Charles Dickens. Yep, famous author. Great Expectations. You know Pip. You, all of, you know, you read that in high school because you had to, or at least you spark notes it. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a good movie to actually like, kind of think about, like. If I was in his shoes, like, what if I, you know, went to the past, the present and future? What would I think? So I I, I think it's a pretty deep movie. Yeah, that, the conversion story, right? That typical going from maybe bad to good or um, just that transition to maybe more sanely and selfless. I, I think it's a phenomenal theme and story. And like I said, I specifically like the Jim Carrey version. I thought they could do more with it. Once again, so Jim Carrey made the list for me again, and I thought he did a phenomenal job as Scrooge. So, good call. The Christmas Uh, Carol really quick. It doesn't show up on my list anywhere. They're all great. Well, maybe not all, but a lot of them are great. There's at least like 22 film adaptations. So many. story, (laughs) not including the television versions, not Uh including. You know, whatever else might be out there, who knows? There's a Matthew yeah. McConaughey just regular yeah. movie of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda like the it's, it's like the Christmas version of Cinderella. <laughs> I felt like. That's a great comparison. That 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 is the perfect comparison. I mean uh my favorite version though would have to be uh a Muppet's Christmas curl. I don't know how you guys feel mm. about that, but I mean that's that's a work of art right there. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. It's really funny. It is fun. It, uh. Because Miss Piggy was one of the. Uh... <laughs> was she one of the, the um, past, present, or future ghosts? I don't know. I'm trying to uh... remember. I don't remember. I feel like she shows up yeah. and obviously made lots of jokes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that, that one is a funny one. I remember that. Well, uh, we already touched on my six, so uh, should we move on to five, Patrick? Yeah, let's do it. My number five is The Snowman. Ugh. Wait. Oh, wait, is that—is that the Jack Frost? No. Oh, no. okay. I should have put that on there. No, just put it Oh my uh, gosh. It's a horror movie? I actually totally forgot Jack Frost was a movie the uh yeah so the snowman uh not the 2016 17 horror film uh but instead the 1982 uh short film animation oh. uh it, it's about 26 27 minutes long um and it's a mostly wordless film uh but again similar to the polar express i think its animation style is fantastic the music that's used in this uh film is great and really the only words that're spoken in the uh movie is one of the songs uh that plays um and it's just kind of a wonderful kind of amazing visual experience um from beginning to end as this boy who's the main character is kind of transported by the snowman uh which might be a little problematic today on who is the snowman, where did the snowman come from. Don't talk to strangers sort of thing. But it's fun. It's magical, literally. Uh, and uh, it's a unique experience. I would always recommend watching it. Beautiful. I do not have that on my list. I don't have it on me either. I've never seen it. I think you can watch it on YouTube. It's not helping your case. You can watch it on YouTube. It (laughs) used to (laughs) be on Hulu. It might still be. I don't know. It's it kind of jumps around. It's a it's an old little. You can watch it on YouTube. We'll add it on the list. Especially if you want to get that sponsorship. That's true. (laughs) Watch it on YouTube. YouTube's great. Hunter, who do you got at five? Number five, I have Jingle All the Way. We talked about it earlier with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have it extremely high. I love, love, love that movie. I think it's so funny, and uh, I think it's also like just a heartwarming story as well. So, I do it. I have it pretty high. Yeah, I I'm fine with it being that high. I think it's great. I kind of, if we were doing tiers, you know, they'd be in like the same tier. If that makes sense. Totally make sense. Anything else you want to add about that? Not that I haven't said already. Yeah. I mean I kinda of already, you know, played my hand. I think uh I, I really love that movie. <laughs> so my number five is the Santa Claus. I think this is probably I mean, if you did a family feud, this is probably one of the most common Christmas movies people have seen. Tim Allen. And I'm talking about the original one, 1984. Uh Seventy? Not th- no, <laughs> no, not the third one. <laughs> uh seventy-two percent Rotten Tomato, which is a great score for like, Christmas movies. <laughs> so uh 189 million it made. Uh I was born in ninety four, so for anyone who's wondering. Uh, I mean I don't really need to I, I I guess I don't feel like I need to summarize this movie. Basically, you know, Tim Allen's character uh, becomes Santa Claus, and it's just about kind of the origin story of him becoming Santa Claus. Uh, it's really entertaining. Uh, he goes through this transition changing into Santa Claus, but he's also changing as a person as well. And it really just builds his relationship with his son. Uh, you know, his ex-wife and his ex-wife's uh, husband as well. And just a great story. Uh, I mean, if it, I don't know if it's cheating. I think the Santa Claus 2 is a good sequel mm-hmm. as far as Christmas sequels go. Basically, he finds his wife, Mrs. Claus, pretty good. The third one... Uh, Jack Frost. I mean... The Tooth Fairy? I mean, if you're the far <laughs> end, you might as well... Yeah, you might as well watch it. And right. it. It's not horrible, but yeah, that's my number five. Yeah, that's a great choice. So as like I said, way I put the Santa Claus at number four. Okay. And I put one through three, obviously. Like, So me and with my list, to keep it from being like um diluted with a bunch of people i i put like santa claus one through three at my number four instead of just being like oh santa claus one santa claus two even though i like both those in my top 10 and to kind of muddy it a little bit but yeah i absolutely love it i thought it was a cool idea to teach how santa claus was a mantle that you could like take on and then like anyone could take it on and then they would work on becoming that and Take on the responsibilities and duties. I thought that was super cool. And, and, uh, but yeah, another one, you know, Tim Allen, uh, thought he did a phenomenal job. I really like those movies a lot. I think they're very fun. Like, imagine, like, I mean, I kind of look at Santa Claus as like running this big, like, entrepreneurial business and he has a huge body of clientele. And like, I think it's fun to, like, imagine just being thrown in, being the CEO of this big company and like, okay, well, we got to get you up to speed and we got to we'll train you and, you gotta be this person and and uh you're right, going through that change that came with those responsibilities and that leadership role I think is huge um that I thought was cool Santa Claus, obviously we're all believers here he's very real uh as a kid. this is kind of the movie that like in my mind was my imagination of what Santa Claus was. I don't know if that's kind of funny for it I don't know why, but it was kind of like how Santa Claus works is mostly closely to this movie this is how he does it <laughs> yeah. yeah i i would absolutely agree um the santa claus is higher on my list much much higher um which i'll talk about a little bit more at that point but like you just said this is really the essential depiction of who santa claus is and uh tim allen i mean he does a great job yeah, you no. Uh Tim Allen's big name. He was doing the uh, home improvement show. So mm-hmm. he was pretty well known. Uh, it's kind of funny, is it? This might be peak Tim Allen. It's fun. like you, usually Christmas yeah. movies aren't generally considered a peak, you know, movie moment for an actor. But I could make an argument. It was Tim Allen's. <laughs> I felt this was a pretty impactful, widespread, well-known movie, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I thought was, and you're right, it was during a peak time of Tim Allen, and you had Toy Story coming up. Toy Story? Yep. Awesome. Well, Patrick, who's your number four? I think that's around we're on? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I skipped the, I skipped ahead no. of Patrick's <laughs> spot. I thought it was a good segue. No, that, that was, was perfect. Well, well done. Yeah, so my number four is... Uh Harry Potter. Uh, oh my god Oh no. See this is what what?
1: <laughs> I warned
0: Hunter before this is gonna happen. There's gonna be a very controversial pick. Well it's time. We're in our top four. <laughs> this is it's it's gonna be all out Mayhem from here, okay. Oh no. So We have spotted a troll. <laughs> oh. Okay. But no, you let me finish though. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> we had a chance. Maybe I'll change
1: your mind. Happy okay, Happy fair. Christmas, Harry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, what are you talking about? I love Harry Potter and I love the Harry Potter movies. Same. So, I love it too. Don't get me wrong. These are one of these... I, I wouldn't count... Like, I mean, I know they have a Christmas scene. One count as a Christmas movie. But that's just me. Okay, so quick question before I get my reasons. <laughs> Do you two think that Harry Potter is a Halloween movie? No. I think it's more of a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie. I I don't think it's a Halloween Halloween, movie. Okay. I recognize they play it a lot around Halloween, but I think that's just because there's witches and wizards. Not that it's actually Halloween. (laughs) Right. I mean, as far as I can remember, Halloween is really only happening like two or three times throughout the series, but harry potter and the sorcerer's stone specifically i wanted to highlight and then maybe touch on a couple of general points about the series uh but this is this is number one this is what starts the series and mm-hmm.
1: yeah you'll probably have to
0: you'll probably have to ignore two hours of the movie to make your point but yeah go ahead. <laughs> that's that's another discussion about the chamber of secrets <laughs> uh yeah, so for our main characters, especially Harry, this is kind of a pivotal time. Uh, it Christmas time, the holidays, winter, which we see a lot of in Harry Potter. Uh, all the mm-hmm. movies, but especially the Sorcerer's Stone as little 11-year-old Harry is walking through the snow, half of his body barely able to make it through, and an owl flying over him. Beautiful. Wow, uh, he's really but- digging deep on this. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it's his first time celebrating it, it away from the Dursley's. He's with his best friend, Ronald Weasley. You guys know Ronald Weasley? I do. Uh, Never heard of him. Uh, well, I'll tell you about him later. <laughs> and he's included in the gift giving, he's included in the joyful atmosphere. Um, he's. In a way, he found this new family at Hogwarts. He's found this new family with the Weasleys. and this is something that carries it over in the future years and we see Christmas brought up as a time for Harry that's so significant uh we see it play an important role in Harry Potter uh and the Order of the Phoenix. We see it play an important role in uh the half-blood prince uh which a lot of people probably miss. Why it's important and what happens on that day. Um, I don't know, I think it's solid. Clearly you two disagree, but
1: Hey, I mean,
0: I think you explained it longer than the actual Christmas scene, so No, well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just always remember Mr. the Dursleys and uh oh, what's the boy's name? What's the son's name? Dudley. Dudley. And just him being like him counting his presents. And he's, like, one short, and he's like, I got 35 last year, and I have 34 this year! And he's just, like, freaking out, and then Harry just has, like, nothing. Right. I mean, for being technical, that was the birthday scene, so that wasn't even Christmas. Oh, you're right. Like 36 presents, and last year, last year, he got 37. That's right. Wow. Hunter just... <laughs> <laughs> psh, psh, <laughs> <laughs> getting slapped around. <laughs> Let's go faster, Yeah. Well, uh, very fair. I totally thought that was a Christmas scene. But for a second, actually, I actually did too when you brought it up, and then I remembered. I just rewatched them in October, so during Halloween. No. Okay. Before we do a trivia game together, let me watch them again, and then I'll be ready to go. Yeah, you could probably just pull up a thirty-second YouTube clip and we get. Wow. All right. Well, Hunter, what do you got it for? So I did, um, my Santa Claus already talked about number four, but I wanted oh, that's right. my number three. Sorry, I kind of skipped ahead. No, you're sorry. I, I don't want to, I just want to make sure I didn't skip you because that would, Really mean. Instead, I just looked like a jerk because I forgot you already shared your number four. So you're good. Number three. If I could start that one out, I would you like it. my number four? Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 hey, we can skip my number four if you want. Yeah, no, let's hear it. Uh Christmas Vacation. I feel like this is a lot of people's favorite one. Just from casual conversations. Uh Chevy Chase, kind of an iconic, you know, movie star in the eighties. Uh sixty eight percent Rotten Tomato, which is pretty good. Uh just I guess I've actually never seen the National Lampoon other movies. I've only seen this movie. So I guess it's technically based on other movies, but just a hilarious movie just based on, like, kind of the everything going wrong with the family. Uh, He's just trying to put together a perfect Christmas. Uh, Little elements that deck the halls that you'll see, you know, with him trying to put up all the Christmas lights. Uh, You know, nice cameo from someone from Seinfeld in the movie, too, as the next-door neighbor. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just It's super rewatchable. I really enjoy it. Very fun movie. Great choice. Not on my list. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have to watch it. I've heard a lot about this one. Just never gotten around to watching it. Yeah, for me at this point, it's one of those movies that's overplayed. It's funny the first couple times, but Definitely not on my list. That's fair. Although I do like the turkey scene uh, where it explodes on the table. There's just a lot of great moments in it. Uh, Definitely one you'll laugh. Uh, Definitely my upper echelon, obviously it being my number four, but that's pretty much all I'll say. Go watch it if you haven't seen it or rewatch it the 50th time. But uh, Hunter, what do you got at three? Number three think This is really hard, um, but I put Alpha at number three mm. for me. Elf, um, I did, I put Alpha at number three. Yeah, I never heard of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what's cool about Health, I mean, there's lots of really reasons why, but I think it's the most recent classic we've had of like the holiday movies, and I think that's really cool. I think this will go down to history as a classic Christmas movie. That'll be watched throughout time. Hilariously done. I think there's lots of nuances with having this adult man with a child brain. And the the funny things that came with that, I think like one funny scene is he goes into the mall and sees some lingerie and it says, for someone you love, and he buys it for his dad. And he sends it in. And the dad takes it out, and the secretary's like, what is going on? So I thought Elf is is a phenomenal movie, and and so I have it in my top three. Um, Actually, my only argument is you've ranked it too low. I I can get that, and that's totally fair. If anyone that puts it at number one or number two, be like I totally agree with you. I'll save my points for a bit. Patrick, what do you got at three? Uh, I have The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> so we're we gonna finish like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Well, there is that Star Wars Christmas movie. Oh my God. <laughs> So hey, let's see. Uh, I, so, yeah, I love the Chronicles uh, I admit it; it's not a traditional Christmas pick. It's a great summer movie. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's winter all around you. This film, I think, exudes the ideas of Christmas: goodness and kindness, charity, family bonds, and growth. Um, A a Christ-like figure. Yeah, of course. Like a sacrificial. Lots of Christianity subtly in it. Very C.S. Lewis. It's very his wheelhouse. Christmas. Christmas (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you have all that imagery. The witch is, in a way, a a Grinch herself, seeking to stifle all of these things and to (laughs) have her own way. You know, her heart is definitely frozen and way too small uh, compared to Aslan. Uh, But like I just said, the atmosphere of the film, you have winter from the get-go. It's a central theme. Yes, you have winter versus, let's call it summer in this case, but you have the warmth and the cold, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally. Um and it uh let's be honest. Santa Claus is it. Father Christmas. Oh my gosh he is. He's a central character. <laughs> <laughs> he rides up on a sleigh. Literally. Wow. I mean at least this is—I think it's better than your Harry Potter case. So. It's a better argument than Harry Potter? <laughs> you you, 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 yeah, you guys really threw me off with Harry Potter and your quick response. So I was ready this time. Yeah, I thought that—that's a good—that's a good argument. Once again, for me, it's a—it's an a obscure one to put as a Christmas one, but those are great, great, great points. Yeah, like I said, it's not traditional, but I don't know. there's probably a Christmas tree somewhere. <laughs> And to clarify, you're referring to the first movie, I assume. Um, No, Prince Caspian, of course. (laughs) No, of course the first one. Okay. Uh, My number three... I mean, I would be comfortable putting it number one. I think it's amazing. Home Alone. Hmm. I think this is the best Christmas movie not to watch even during Christmas. It's that rewatchable. Uh, Chris Columbus, who directed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Did a great job. <laughs> so I guess he just likes to make Christmas movies. He made Harry Potter and Home Alone. <laughs> uh, at the time, this was the highest grossing holiday movie of all time. Uh, it's just an instant classic. There's so many
1: qu- quotable
0: moments, so many rewatchable scenes. I love it. Uh, I'm including Home Alone 2 with this, too. I think that one is great as well. Uh, I'm comfortable watching this multiple times during December. Uh, I love it. it just, it's super fun. I mean, I don't need to h- explain Home Alone to anyone. I'm not going to because, you know. But, I mean, there's a good undertone of message in there, too. You know, it really, it's just appreciating, appreciating his family uh, and his family uh, appreciating him. God, there's even a fan theory that he grows up to be uh, Saw. <laughs> oh, no. There's a YouTube video for it, too, and it actually has some good points, but it's, it's kind of messed up. Um, They also made like a Home Alone 3. Uh, that one's all right. I'll watch it. And then they have like a silly Home Alone 4 and then a disaster at Disney Plus that they came out with this year. Mm-hmm. That one's not that bad. Um... Have, you, have you seen that? Yes, I tried. I tried. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was talking to uh, Hunter before. Fun cameo appearance in Home Alone three. Scarlett Johansson. Who would have thought? She's the older sister. But uh, I think I've hit home on Home Alone. <laughs> Great choice. I'm not alone will, here, am I? <laughs> I will continue on that point at my number two. Awesome. Oh, home Alone one and two. Once again one of those ones where Elf home alone easily like someone they could put like at number 1 2 or 3 I like, yeah you're right you know um amazing amazing movie I really like the third one It's not a Christmas movie based on some research that Keegan and I did that it happened after Christmas still snowy still after expect- I just I remember I-, I really really liked that one uh, I still really like the Macaulay Culkin ones I love the. I still to this day, after I shave my face, and I put on some like aftershave. I still slap my face and do like a silent yell because I thought that was such a funny part of the movie. So, number two for me, all alone, one and two. Great pick, great lines. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Just, just filthy animal. Just so many great moments. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, what a terrorist! I, I, I just like. <laughs> the the traps and the the creativity and um, the the warding off the family uh, or the the not the family the thieves was hysterical. It really makes me want cheese pizza every time I watch it. Watch it too. So Same. I'm probably gonna order some after this. There you go. Um. So that's year two. Uh, Patrick, you want to talk about Lord of the Rings at year two? Yes, I do. Okay, here we go. No, just kidding. Uh, but really, are you guys ready for my number two? Uh, I'm ready.
1: Rather... Last couple? I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so my number two just came out in 2019. Oh wow! A Netflix film called Klaus. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. okay.
0: okay. Good response. Okay. Uh, In my opinion, this is one of the best Christmas animations ever made. Uh, And really, more generally, one of the best animations in general. I mean, not just for Christmas, but it it is such a work of art where it uses its medium through animation to create some beautiful imagery. Um, And again, going with those themes, it focuses on the values of Christmas time. Kind of like the idea of this founding of Christmas and the founding of Santa Claus and who Santa Claus originally uh, was. And going back to our little uh, jingle all all the way conversation, Klaus rebukes the uh, commercialism of the holiday that we see a lot of today in stores and with businesses and advertising um, by really, really bringing it home and bringing it local uh to this story and having some great uh uh life lessons i think i like it it's a dark horse pick i kind of forgot about that it's not in my top 10 but i can respect that honestly yeah. when yeah. i first said klaus i was thinking vampire diaries but then wow. i switch yeah. back to christmas well vampire diaries could be my number one christmas happens i mean that show's so good i'd be fine with it. just kidding. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Um, Some back info that I think is cool about it. Film was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature, which is the first animated film that Netflix ever had nominated to the Academy Awards. So that should give some people some motivation to watch it. I know I'm going to go watch it after this. Uh, I saw this on my list as I was doing some research. and I was like, I'll have to check it out. It it, it lost um, to Toy Story 4. So... Oh, Which yeah, is interesting story, story for yeah. And Tim, Allen the, Tim, Tim Allen wins again. Tim Allen wins again. <laughs> right. yeah, you can watch <laughs> this uh, class on uh, Hulu. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's on Netflix. Um. The uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie is just whether you're one years old or 101. I mean it it works for everybody. That's a good pick. We'll go on to my uh, two. We touched on your two hunter with home alone uh two we've already talked about for me a little bit i haven't brought it up yet but the grinch who stole christmas 2000 jim carrey hits it out of the park we've talked about that uh i love it super quotable again with the subtitles i really recommend it like there's this funny scene when he's trying to get a taxi and it drives past him he's like is it because i'm green <laughs> just kind of like silly little things like that and you're like oh that's pretty clever uh Great music, uh, Faith Hill rendition of "Where Are You Christmas," one of the best Christmas songs ever. Uh, so good that I've even done my own single of it with my Christmas <laughs> with Keegan album. Uh, so I'm promoting myself within myself here. So what a plug! What yeah. a plug! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Good I, didn't flex. Were, I didn't think you were going to. I think you're going to get it into this podcast, but you did. Yeah, we we're going to do a Christmas pod uh Christmas music pod here too, so I'm sure we'll get a little bit more shout outs there, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, just a really fun movie. uh, the whole world of like whoville is super fun. It's just the movie's starting to finish is great, I love it. it's my number great. two great movie, great movie uh so to be clear, no none of us have revealed our ones yet, right nope, okay, Patrick, give us your one. What is the best Christmas movie? Of all time for you. The best Christmas movie. Of all time. Indisputable. Is. The Santa Claus. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to fight it. Great choice. I would hope not. I mean. This is one that clearly. Is appreciated by. All of us. Everybody out there. It's. Almost. A perfect Christmas movie. I would say. Like we talked about earlier, uh, the depiction of Santa Claus by Tim Allen is that picture-perfect depiction of who Santa Claus is, who he's supposed to be, what he does, how he acts, how he looks, where he lives, everything. Um, and, you know, for me, it's more of a personal one. This is one that I remember watching at my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve whenever I would stay over for the holiday. Um Every Christmas Eve on ABC, it would come on at seven o'clock. And I think it makes Christmas and the idea of Santa Claus tangible in our world and something that's more identifiable uh, rather than just, you know, while there's obviously magic and wonder in this movie, Santa Claus is just this magical being that's unattainable unattainable, uh, for people to uh, relate with. Um, And... Kind of, one reason I like it. it's a little bit more complicated. When you watch it as a kid, you see it as this funny, crazy movie, you know, Santa Claus falls off the roof and some other guy steps into his suit and somehow becomes Santa Claus. It is the Santa Claus after all. Uh, but this movie deals with issues like divorce, custody rights, and mm-hmm. uh, mental health. Um mm-hmm. Which, when you watch it as an adult, you see that uh, context and that subtext uh, on the conversations all the adults are having in the movie around um, our main kid. Uh, it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else can I say? That no. I Very well said. Uh, it's my number five, but I'm, I'm happy to see it at one for you. Um, amazing critique and assessment i i really loved all those points and you're super right yeah great choice all right mr ailes what is your number one Christmas movie of all time the movie the ritualistic walk watch over the past decade and a half polar express wow number one for me Nice. And so when we were talking about this, and Keegan's like, hey, we're going to do the top 10 ones. Was like, oh, my one's already in place. No debate for me. I think, uh, I didn't talk a little bit about more because I know we talked about it, how it's high for everyone else. So Keegan's not on the list. It was number five or six for you, Patrick, right? Uh, it was number six, yeah. I number do six, enjoy it. Okay, for the record. And so for me, it's number one. So I think it's fun that we have the three different kinds of almost people on this podcast, right? So, like, I think for me, why I love it, and there's a long list, I, the animation, obviously, the, the voice acting, I thought um, Tom Hanks did a phenomenal job with these, these different things. I thought the music, the expansiveness of it, the, the themes. When I think of, um, like, the true meaning of Christmas, I can think back to Polar Express every time, and so for me, I thought the also just the action of it. I thought it was impressive that they did take a ten-page book and made it into a two-hour movie. I thought the pacing was extremely well, where they had these conflicts and resolves, and these deep conversations and feelings, and these these struggles with belief, um, and then overcoming that. And and uh, I just I totally enthralled with the movie it's by far my favorite favorite christmas movie of all time a plus music by the way i really oh my goodness the score is mm-hmm. phenomenal tom hanks great job too i i touched on that earlier you bring in a star it can save the movie i mean perfect casting too he does a great job he did yeah, those are really strong points and, and great pick. Why wouldn't it be on our list? <laughs> I I don't know. Okay. I have no idea why it would never be on your list or why you'd hate it for that matter. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. If people don't like it. But yeah, it's one that, yeah, I just, I have really strong emotional ties to. And so I'm willing to die in my grave with that one. I think it just it encapsulates the Christmas spirit exceptionally well. Um, and has a, a fun way of, you know, uh, going about showing that and the kids, and and I was like, man, I hope one day the Polar Express picks me up, and uh, you know all of that. So, uh, that's a great pick. I can respect it. So, I call this my Mel Gibson. Hey, you can only watch one Christmas movie before the aliens come. Moment. What are you going to pick, Kagan? I think ne- you already alluded to it. I did, <laughs> and, and it's not. And this isn't bold. I think a lot of people have this. Uh,
1: number one is
0: Elf for me. Good choice. Rotten Tomatoes has it at eighty five percent, so whew, that's really high for a Christmas movie. I don't know True. the exact numbers. Probably some silly movie like Miracle on 34th Street has the highest Rotten Tomatoes score, but for a holiday movie, but uh, kind of fun. The director is John Favre. Or however you say it, like, Farvo. Uh, he directed Iron Man, The Mandalorian. Uh, just a really great director, first off. Uh, really good cast: uh, Will Ferrell, James Con, Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll share a little context. Will Ferrell was very nervous about doing this movie because, I mean, I mean, you see, uh, he's playing like this, like kid figure. He's pretty much. I'll put it this way: If this movie is bad. He just, he might destroy his career. And that's what he was worried about. And it did the complete opposite. I think this made Will Ferrell, and it helped his career. Uh, As many movies as Will Ferrell's been in, this actually might be arguably his best movie, is Elf. Uh, I really like the premise of Elf. I think it's very simple to do a premise of a Christmas movie on Santa Claus, since he's the main figure. Uh, So I thought this was a creative route to focus on an elf. I think that's probably why they just titled it as Elf. It's like, no, we're not doing a movie on Santa Claus. We're doing a movie on an elf. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like the music throughout it. Uh, Great soundtrack. Uh, I love it being in New York. You know, just him going throughout it. It it just makes you want to travel to New York. He goes throughout the whole city. uh the whole movie's quotable. Like it's one of those, you know, like Napoleon Dynamite type movies where you can quote any line. Uh I just I love the movie. I could watch it several times during Christmas. Uh it's it's hilarious. I I mean it's probably one of the best comedies ever. You put away holiday movies. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies you could watch you know anytime during the year same thing with like home alone and it's it's very funny and yes and it's, a, it's a good time um i i just love how it was like so nonchalantly made and it's and it's totally a classic held up in the highest regards of like best christmas movie all the time which i thought obviously is extremely extremely impressive you know uh lots of funny moments like congratulations on the world's best cup of coffee you know like <laughs> i mean and there's even obviously more than that uh, that are just you know obviously hilarious i i love the elves food, you know uh like food pyramid yes and uh yeah so many hysterical moments yeah when he uh finds out the santa claus at the mall wasn't real oh yeah probably best part he's really excited at first
1: santa oh my
0: and then he Jesus. finds out he's not not santa it if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're into Christmas movies. And if you haven't seen Elf, I I'd, I would just be blown away. So if yeah. you haven't seen it, please see it. But I think we can all great
1: agree.
0: a great safe choice for your number one, Keegan.
1: Well okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't bring up some Narnia or Harry <laughs> Potter, but uh, I'm gonna be real. Elf is number one. Did you have some? Your pick until you threw those two movies, <laughs> You know, Elf, Elf, Elf is strong. Elf is good. Uh, Will Ferrell does a great job. And iconic scenes. I mean, you have yeah. Santa Claus in there discovering he's not Santa Claus. Uh, I remember one scene in particular. Uh, what was the song? A uh, Bed
1: or better Not
0: Say... The shower one? Yep, the shower one. Yep. Oh, song has an age well. For hard times. It has, not, but <laughs> like some of the other scenes we've been talking about, still hilarious. Yeah, yeah. very funny. Do you? Do y'all have like some autobiographical mentions on your on your um, that we maybe didn't have a cover? I, I was thinking that someone was going to cover Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, Frosty Snowman, Santa Claus is Coming to come. Some of those old classic, like mm-hmm. they're like claymation stop action ones. I'll Noah tell you said
1: I'll tell you the most overrated
0: movie. What's that, Patrick? Oh no! Yeah, I thought the same exact thing. I I thought that those movies would be on somebody's list a little bit more, uh, but pleasantly surprised. Honestly, yeah, yeah. For me, I was talking with people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, just those movies have their moment. They're more of a. Older generation, I would say, uh, uh, compared to the three of us. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, you watch it once or twice and you've had your fill. Yeah, for sure. And I I was talking with people about kind of my list before copying on the podcast uh, that my wife and I had over tonight. Um, And they said, like, oh, yeah, I mean, those are on my top 10 list. And it seemed like it was on principle instead of like, hey, like these are. Like, like those are classics, so how are they not on the top ten, list? kind of idea, you know? Sure. So, I thought that was really interesting. I'm proud of you both, because you didn't put a Christmas story on there. And I feel like that's one they always play, and I think that's the most overrated Christmas movie of all time. It's, I It's pretty horrible. Yeah, I just, I have flashes of it, and I felt like I've tried to get back to it, and just didn't, like, come and watch the whole thing through, so... I didn't have a Christmas around there. I think A Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Those are another yeah. ones that are very huge. Um, I, I thought one that maybe y'all were talking about was Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I'm not in. No. One of those, I just, I don't even like the movie no. at all. Not I'm, just not as a a, Christmas I'm not a Timber fan, um, but I didn't like that one.
1: So.
0: I almost put this one in. It's a Hallmark movie. It's super cheesy. Probably most people haven't seen it. It's called A Holiday Engagement. Uh, Just one of those crazy cheesy movies. I don't know why I like it so much, but uh, basically she hires an actor to pretend to be her fiancé. Pretty much the premise of every Hallmark movie. Uh, (laughs) And then he goes over to their family and he's just pretending to be uh, her fiancé the whole time. And I think it's hilarious. It's a good guilty pleasure. You got Haley Duff on there, Hillary Duff's lesser known sister. Yeah, she's she's done well. Napoleon Dynamite and holiday engagement. So I definitely say I like more Haley Duff films than Hillary Duff films, so <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, that is a discussion for another time. And uh, no Die Hard or Iron Man Three, so those are kind of the Die Hard, at least I know, is the ultimate troll of it's a Christmas movie. No, oh, it's not. not I think Christmas. Nardi is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank See, you. I came around. <laughs> Love it. Well, folks, that's our top ten. Let us know on Facebook what you think. Do you agree with our top ten? Did we miss anything? Did we overrate something? Uh, let us know. We love the feedback. We really enjoyed a lot of uh, people's comments on our Taylor Swift pod last week. Uh, you know, Hunter and I had a good time with folklore being complete opposites <laughs> on our list. Uh, but like I said, that's what we love about this. That's why we enjoy this pod is you know seeing different perspectives and having the fun banter. Uh, really enjoy it. Right. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for joining us as our first guest. Uh, you've been a pleasure. Uh, Anything you'd like to share with our listeners, uh kind of toot your own horn for about, you know, some things you're working on. Uh yeah. Uh thanks for having me. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm uh glad you have been here. Hopefully I can come back in the future. We can talk about more movies or uh, you know, uh maybe top ten Hillary Duff movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's done ten, but we can figure that out. Uh but uh, yeah, I you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter at Patrick Fulman. Um and if you want to read some reviews, uh, you can find those at SaltLakeFilmReview dot com. Yeah, and him he shares really good perspective. Don't let uh, his list today uh, make you shy away. I uh, think more people might agree with me than you think.
1: We're gonna <laughs> find out.
0: Yeah, we will. No, I, I really just appreciate Patrick's you know perspective. He and how he shared. It the movies really brought out he summarized them really well today so it was great mm-hmm. to have uh like i said thanks again uh please subscribe Uh appreciate everyone that has been listening uh it's been fun hearing the feedback uh as you can tell our sound's getting a little bit better i got a little bit complaints about that and if you're hearing this part of the podcast thanks for listening in on the 88th minute but this will be our longest pod of the four uh you know, next week we're going to continue the theme. We're going to be doing holiday tiers, uh, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, anything you'd like to close with, Hunter? No, just thanks for all the support. This is a, a fun little story. Uh, I had lunch with a, a friend that I hadn't seen for a long time, and and he goes, "So, what about this podcast you're doing?" And, and he had listened into the Taylor Swift one and was talking with other people about it, and he's like, "I made my." My top 10 tier, you know, famous Swift list. And we looked at it and talked about it the other day, And he's like, totally was like, so ridiculous. He said folklore at number nine. Like, what are you thinking? And so we had a further discussion about <laughs> that. And so it was, it was, it was really awesome. And so, um, yeah, we appreciate the feedback. We enjoy hearing from other people's perspectives. And, and so we, yeah, we hope you continue to share them and tune in. We like the social aspect and we like the list. This is The Socialist. Thanks, everyone.